guys three questions where three friends test the limits of propriety through the questions we ask. This week, we're sponsored by anybody who's still out there. Thank you. Thank you. We're so we're so glad you're still with us. I'm Aaron L.M. Goodwin. your patronage. I'm joined, as always, by Andrew Savage. Say hello, Andrew. Hello. I'm also joined by Adam Pink Microphone Anderson. That's right. I have a brand new microphone, and it sounds amazing. And it's pink. It pink. And it's pink. Hmm. Nice. It's a it's a Herald special. I, I don't know. <laughs> All right. So you have to pay extra for that. Oh. Okay. Well, I mean, you could make it sound weird, but it's. If you're new to the show, here's how it works. Each host asks a question, then each host gives their answer. Hilarity hopefully ensues, and we move to the next question. This episode is uh, all about whatever we wanted to talk about, because that's how we roll now. I have today's first question, so I'm going to deliver that question unto you. So, what malady from the following list would you choose to contract if 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 forced to choose? So, I've given you a list. You all should have a link. So, if I, we were like in some saw-like dystopian <laughs> trap, and we had to pick this disease, it was like get list. this get this disease or be drawn and quartered. <laughs> like basically, you either. You have no choice. You 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 have to get one of these diseases. Your your only choice is to pick which one. It's like a genie, but like a really terrible genie. Yeah. I, so it's it's not even like a it's not even like a get one of these diseases or die thing. It's get one of these diseases. Right. Yeah. Because Be- honestly, death sounds better Some- than most of these diseases. <laughs> the, the the title of this this list, uh, this listicle is. 10 horrifying diseases you definitely don't want to catch. <laughs> so, yeah, so thank you for giving us this. No problem. Um, I mean, I don't want to call it a Sophie's Choice, but, I mean, it's <laughs> close. I'm just imagining the person that had to go around the world to try to collect these diseases somehow. Because some of them are, like, super rare. Like, one of them I read, there's, like, only been a thousand cases ever. Ever. <laughs> and then put them in Petri dishes to give to people. <laughs> okay also though the first one on the list i was like i wasn't sure what to expect when i o- opened up this link that you sent us and the first one on the list was like hey this is a d- disease called trigeminal neuralgia and it just makes your face hurt for years and it makes you want to die <laughs> it's called literally known, it's called known in it's called suicide disease <laughs> i'm not gonna lie after reading this my hypochondriac just was like <laughs> I probably have like half these. Oh no! <laughs> just I think I've got trigeminal neuralgia. <laughs> well, I was like, shoot, my jaw's hurting now a little bit just after reading that. Better <laughs> not oh, want to commit suicide. <laughs> it's I'm like suicide's not funny. I'm not laughing at suicide. I'm just like, <laughs> sure sounds. That's like, like the worst sure name for like a disease. Like, <laughs> like I can't think of a worse way to describe something. Like, well, how bad is it? It's so bad. You don't want to live anymore. Oh, it's weird that they call this suicide disease and not depression suicide oh. disease. I think that <laughs> yeah, tells you how yeah, bad this disease exactly. is. Well, I or love that there's other <laughs> there's two types. There's a, there's acute, and then there's a less less painful, 
but still one of the hardest hits of the human body can take. Oh, okay. I love that they've made levels of this insufferable pain. That she oh, no, just- they have made levels. One of the one of the one of the items later in the article talks about the McGill pain index, and I don't know how they created that. Who is McGill? Did he get all of these diseases? Or McGill? But like it also talks about childbirth and getting a femur amputated did mcgill birth a child and get his femur chopped off i don't know uh someone someone let us know if you if you know mcgill (laughs) right in at underscore 3g3q (laughs) tell us tell us about what happened to mcgill are are they okay hashtag is mcgill okay (laughs) (laughs) Um, so what's, uh, who's, who's turn? So it's, it's my answer first. Um, mine, mine needs a little bit of explanation, but I think also I chose the less, like the least painful, like physically painful one. I don't know if you need much explanation because in the name you kind of get an idea. Well, I mean, as for why I chose it though, (laughs) because it's, I think it's the least physically painful, but also the most socially painful one. Ooh. It's called brain nerd diarrhea. <laughs> it's what's it called? <laughs> I'm just reading it. Brain nerd diarrhea. Is that three words or two words? <laughs> <laughs> two words. It's named after. <laughs> it's you know, Bernard. <laughs> it's named after it's, it's, Brainerd. Min- it's named Minnesota. after a severe outbreak of diarrhea first observed in brain. Nerd Minnesota. What a what a oh. thing to be known for. <laughs> you know Imagine you know Brainerd, the diarrhea through, city. <laughs> you're driving just through Minnesota. Got that on their sign. They have a statue erected in the middle of the town. <laughs> just like it's just a toilet. <laughs> it's just like a toilet, but it's like uh, it's got a a uh, perpetual flame inside of it to keep it always warm. I just imagine it's like a, a bronzed outhouse that says occupied. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So what's Brainerd diarrhea, Adam? Um, Brainerd diarrhea. Uh, let me just read off of the article here. It says sufferers experience 10 to 20 episodes of explosive watery diarrhea every day. <laughs> <laughs> Brainerd diarrhea can last for months, even up to a year, with no respite for those afflicted, because it's extremely resistant to any form of <sighs> antimicrobial treatment. And so it sounds horrible to yeah. have um, diarrhea for a year. For a um, whole year. That's 10 to 20 year. times a day. Explosive diarrhea. Yeah. But like, think about this. Some of the other ones on this on this list are just like, your face hurts forever. Um, there is no, this no one, cure. This one goes away. Um, and it's not painful. It's just uncomfortable. I think it would, it would make, it would definitely make working in an office uh, inconvenient. I'm pretty sure it would be but painful. After I think I could. I think I could pull it off. Though, if your office was just in the bathroom, though, I think you're okay. No, yeah, like I work in a call center now, and I think they'd probably let me just like bring a phone into the <laughs> into the toilet. No. I just imagine you going to the bathroom, and there's like an office desk, and you're sitting behind <laughs> it, and like, shoot, what the heck's wrong with Adam? It's like, don't worry about him. He's on the toilet. Like, he can't leave. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, no, this is this is where he works. Mm, no, um. <laughs> 
you're like the other the, like the only other option though is like wearing a diaper to work and I'm not going to do that. Well, yes. I mean, but I would just retire. You'd go through so many diapers. You'd have to go on disability I mean, or something. I mean, uh, that's that's another option. You just have um, to become a but, professional twitterer. <laughs> and you know that do, sounds pretty okay. Just work for a work for Burger King and just come up with as many Burger King tweets as possible. <laughs> How do we <laughs> know that some of these social media people running these accounts aren't just brain victims of brain or diarrhea? <laughs> <laughs> well, all these social networks all started in Minnesota, are... so <laughs> probably mm. because not like none of their tweets have to do with diarrhea or like bathrooms. Because I feel like after a year of having this, like that would be all you know. Like you wouldn't have time for pop culture. You'd just be like, mm, yes. Porcelain. I know lots about porcelain now. All right. Well, let's move on to to Andrew's pick. Yeah. So um, my choice is I'm going to mispronounce this probably, but it's Kinkrum Oris. Kinkrum. And it's 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 pretty much terrible. Like there's no there's no silver lining. Oh yeah, I'm this. looking at a picture of it now, and it's terrifying. The picture oh, yeah. that goes with it is like the one picture on this page that I like try to scroll past, like like rope quick, quick, like get out, get out of here. <laughs> For those listening at home, it's it's like a gangrenous infection that attacks facial tissue, and so like parts of your face fall off. Um, there's an eighty percent fatality rate, but those who who survive are just like don't look great mainly they don't have lips and it's hard to eat and the reason why i picked this disease is because i think i'd be able to lose a lot of weight i see where you're going i think get in time for next summer is what i'm saying (laughs) i mean other than the lips thing i mean just from the neck down side bonus you could wear a bane mask (laughs) yes and it would not be ironic it'd be quite necessary because there would be three three questions <laughs> uh, it arises at three guys, three questions. <laughs> I love how the mask somehow gives me a weird accent. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, have- somebody would come up to me like, "Hey, can you take that mask off?" And you'd be like, "I can, but it would be extremely painful would for be me." Extremely painful. Um. Wow. I mean, yeah. mine could also be kind of a, a weight loss thing. Like, mine's probably the only disease on this list that you could pro- that you could sell to someone as a cleanse. You guys sure it has in the past. You guys are <laughs> smarter than me. I mean, I could. I'm. I'm gonna hit up Gwyneth Paltrow and be like, "Hey, got a new product <laughs> for Goop. It's called Brain Nerd Diarrhea." They need another lawsuit, so that's good for them. <laughs> um. So the one I picked was um. <laughs> Yours well, is number one, though, right? My, <laughs> mine's number Yours one. Is number one on the list. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't remember how to pronounce this. I even looked it up. It's like Ondine, Ondine, Ondines, Ondines, something Ondines curse. <laughs> like it's called literally called a curse. Um, it is the one with the coolest name and the coolest story. Yeah. Uh, basically, what it what it is is um, if you have this, your uh, auto breathing system shuts off so you have to consciously like think about breathing to breathe like you have to remind yourself to breathe and the issue with that is that when you sleep (laughs) you die (laughs) 
So they hook you up to I, a ventilator. Um, but like, I don't know, like that doesn't sound so horrible. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like people with sleep app, you know, you sleep with like a Darth Vader mask at night and yeah, it's not my, my uncle has a sleep apnea machine and he calls it his sexy. Oh, so my. when he's so that when he goes to bed, he can put his sexy on. Oh, dear. <sighs> yep. That's is my your, uncle. Is your uncle a, a lonely man? <laughs> um, no, he's oh. married. Oh. But I'm pretty sure they're all embarrassed of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes it better almost. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. I mean, I can definitely see why you went with this one, though, because... Like, as you were talking about, like, oh, hey, it just means that you have to consciously remember to breathe. I bet half of our listeners are now consciously remembering. <laughs> right? Breathe. It was as soon as you remind <laughs> people of it, they're like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like this like, is like a pathway uh, to Zen. You know what I mean? Like, when they tell you, like, when you're doing meditation and stuff, you need to focus on your breathing. Well, like, I have to focus on my breathing to live. <laughs> Jokes on you. Jokes on you, Zen master. I have to focus on my breathing or You're I die. You're very one with yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I think the other you guys did the other options I might have picked. I, let's talk about number 7, adhesive capsulitis, which oh, is uh, <laughs> yeah. Just an let's, extremely let's painful shoulder. Um Yeah. I think I might have had this. <laughs> like I was reading it and I was like, is that what that was? <laughs> like, I just it does thought say it's estimated a 2% of the population has had this. Yeah. I think I might've had it because my shoulder one time was just, it hurt like the Dickens for no apparent reason. Like I couldn't think of anything I did that caused it. And I couldn't sleep because the pain was just so terrible and, Nothing I took would make it go away, but then it just stopped. I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. And like most Americans, you're just like, I'll never think about it again. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> think about it again until I read this. So yeah, you guys... Uh, like most Americans, you were like, I will not go to the doctor because I don't want to go to debt. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I'm the worst Can because we- I've had full medical coverage for the past 10 years, you know, and... Like, really good insurance. And I have been to the doctor, like, three times. (laughs) I don't even use it. It's the worst. Um, Yeah, there's... But, yeah, there's some funds. There's aquagenic urticaria, where you're allergic to water. That sounds fun. I actually knew someone who had that. I never thought that... Um, like water gun fights could be deadly. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it, it's it's sad because they smelled really bad. Oh, I bet. And we all used to make fun of them for smelling so bad. Oh. And then I found out why, because they're allergic to water. <laughs> Let me ask you, how'd you feel after the hearing that? Not so great. Not great. Not great. I'm a bad, what am bad I- person. One of my favorites on the list is uh, Marburg hemorrhagic fever, fever, mm. um, which is like the description of is, is basically it's Ebola, but worse. <laughs> so, 
Yes. I'm also, though, I'm really disturbed. Can we talk about the picture that they've used for Marburg Hemorrhagic Fever? It's, it's like down. a Twilight it's, cover. It's definitely sexier than it needs to be. <laughs> what type of description is that, though? What's, what's Ebola, it? but worse. Imagine if you opened up the encyclopedia and it was just like, <laughs> this, but better, or this, but worse. I'm like, well, that doesn't really help now, does it? I mean, it'll help you. It would help you give get like a definitive listing of all things, right? So, <laughs> yeah. you know, those people, you know, those people always try to one up you when you say that you have had a bad life. They're like, oh, well, what about these people? You could go to that encyclopedia and be like, oh. This this group of people are the only ones allowed to complain about, about anything. Because <laughs> hmm. they have Marburg hemorrhagic fever, which is Ebola, but worse. All right. So, Adam, what's your question? I don't like how you can just cut me off. With the music. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a great tool that should be used. <laughs> Next question. I'm done. Next question. All right. My question is... Which director would you choose to direct the story of your life? Um, well, I would pick, obviously. Obviously. I don't know why I said obviously. Uh, <laughs> it's not obvious to it's me. Not, so. It's not even obvious. But no, I would pick uh, David Lynch would be the director of my life. Um, for Explain a lot of reasons. Yourself. I've been watching a lot of Twin Peaks lately. New that sounds like the reason. Have you started but, the new season? Because I haven't yet. I have them all. No, I haven't yet. I wanted to wait till the season was over, mm. and now I'm going to watch them. Um, but just because it's so, it's not serious. Like it's like there's like serious content. Like there's a murder. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say there's some pretty serious stuff that goes down. But then at yeah, any it's moment, not serious. There's just a murder. Well, here's the thing, though. The way he directs his movies is like, oh, there's this murder. But you know what? We need a scene where they're going to start doing a, a fashion show for some reason. And there is <laughs> like, a, wait, a, a lady with the, a log lady. The lady with the, the log lady. Yeah. A lady who talks to her log and her log talks to other people. Like Plank on Ed, Ed and Eddie? Or? I guess, but before, <laughs> you know, the lathe. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so I just imagine my life being that way. Cause I mean, my life is not exciting in any stretch of the imagination, but there's exciting bits. And so I think it would just, you know, translate very well, these so, exciting bits. And then for some reason you, there's you, singing. You, you'd say your life is surreal. Yes. I get that. Yeah. I think. And so, and I think sometimes there's, you know, little people speaking in backwards and dancing. Mm, just me. Okay. <laughs> no, I think that maybe maybe you have one of those uh, diseases on that list that we didn't talk about. It's called David Lynch disease. David Lynch disease, <laughs> where you just see you see all sorts of strange things, like women talking to logs or little people Chev- dancing. Chevron floors with people talking backwards. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so I, you feel I, I like told my mom. Boring, but absurd. I told my mom to watch Twin Peaks because I want to watch the new season. And we're looking for something to like, that's like a thing we do is just like watch a series together. Cause that's cause we're, we have no, no um, interesting thing about us that we like to do. <laughs> we just like to watch TV. <laughs> Nothing else in common. What, what, so what does your family like to do? You know, like for instance, my family likes to go whitewater rafting. My family likes to just like watch TV. <laughs> so but yeah. So how was your uh, how's your mom like it? I don't know. I can't gauge what she thinks about it. She's like, 
she's very interested in how everything else she can tell comes from it, you know, like, oh, I can see how this show later on borrowed this thing from she's very into the technical aspects of it. But she's like one of my favorite so things weird. about it though, is especially Twin Peaks, is like there's like like the first episode, there's accidentally like a stage hand in one of the scenes. So they're like, that person needs to be in the show now. <laughs> so he is all the time. <laughs> and so it's just like that ridiculousness. That sounds like some the way I would make a show. For yeah. sure. Um yeah. so my so, answer oh, that was a mistake, but we're leaning into it. Yes. Um we kind of do that around here. Um <laughs> little, that's why I'm still on the show, I think. Oh, womp, womp, womp. <laughs> my answer is Cameron Crowe. I'm a sucker for Cameron Crowe movies. I know that many of them are not very good. Um, but I will fight anyone about them. Like, <laughs> except for that, what was that? What was that? Aloha! I'll never watch that. That's absurd. Um, <laughs> but I feel like it would have like a really good soundtrack because Cameron Crowe movies always have like really good music. Um, I'm and really I, interested in in hearing you defend We Bought a Zoo. We Bought a <laughs> Zoo is a really good movie. The end of my defense. Okay, that's not a defense. <laughs> that's just a contrary statement. <laughs> it it is it is it is like if We Bought a Zoo came out in the 1960s and it was one of those Disney movies, like the the um, the nutty professor or something like that. Everyone would think it was great just okay, because it came many, out in the 2000s people, by Cameron Crow. Everybody's so judgmental. I don't know. I just think people. Yeah. How many people on the street? Do you go up to and be like, Hey, remember that great Disney movie, the nutty professor. And they're not thinking like they don't immediately think about the Eddie Murphy one. Okay. Well, I, that was a bad example. So it was a really bad example. But I perhaps think an the description for we bought it. a zoo and why nobody likes it. Like Flubber we, or the Shaggy Dog or the Monkey's Uncle. I think, I think the real thing we need to talk not. about is Vanilla Sky. <laughs> <laughs> I I okay, so I I was on I was I was heavily medicated when I saw Vanilla Sky, so that I don't I don't Actually, like I think I that's can, the way it recommended to see Vanilla Sky. I think Cameron Crowe was heavily medicated when he made Vanilla Sky. Um, but I just feel like he can take like pretty mundane scenes or like a plot that's like pretty subdued. Like it's not, and that's my life. Like my life is fairly mundane. Like I work in it and I'm like a, now that you've, you've can, you've connected it to your life. And now I feel bad for making fun of Cameron Crowe movies. No, that's fine. You're just making fun of my like, life. Oh yes. It's bad and boring. I don't want to say that about your life, but I do want to say that about Cameron Crowe movies. <laughs> oh, well, you know. Like Elizabethtown. Every, okay, now look. <laughs> <laughs> why Why don't you tell me what it is? You get one critique of Elizabethtown, and, and then I will counter that critique, okay? So tell me your critique of Elizabethtown. Do I get one, too? No, just to have <laughs> it's just me. So go ahead. Can I, I have, can, I, can I 
friend because I've only watched I haven't even watched all of it because it was so boring that I stopped. Like the most interesting <laughs> part of the movie was when Orlando Bloom's character almost killed himself, and the worst part of the movie was when he didn't, and the movie kept going. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> spoiler. You fall. Okay, <laughs> it's a good movie. I just feel like. You're just mad because it was named after a place you lived at and you weren't I'm, in it. That's why you're I'm mad. mad. You're like, I'm mad because it was named after a place I lived in and it was worse than the place I lived in. <laughs> <sighs> okay, Adam, what's your answer? <laughs> My answer is Edgar Wright. The best possible answer for this question. Well, how convenient you ask the question and you get the best answer. <laughs> yeah, that's how crazy how that works out. <laughs> It's only taken me, what is this, eight seasons to figure that out? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I used to be really interested in your guys' questions, but you kept making fun of me for that. So then I was like, oh, I know. I'll make myself good. have good answers, like Edgar Wright. Okay, Adam, why why Edgar Wright? I, I want Edgar Wright to, to direct my life movie because I think he's really good at taking extremely unlikable characters and hiding all of their unlikable qualities, like in Scott Pilgrim oh. versus the world. I feel really sad now. <laughs> that I, that I made fun you of. know what? Somehow after that last thing, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you just like a lot of quick cuts, right? I do really like quick cuts. <laughs> Quick cuts and um, uh, hands reaching things into frame. He also has a knack for taking um, like fairly uninteresting white people and putting them into some sort of amazing plot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like Baby Driver? <laughs> like Baby Driver, like, like uh, Shaun of the Dead, oh, like... Yeah, oh, World's End. Yeah, oh, I gotcha. World's End is the only one I haven't seen, actually. It's actually pretty good. It's all right. It's okay. I think I liked. Um, I think I liked Hot Fuss more than Shaun of the Dead, but they're both very good. Yeah. Um, I like Shaun of the Dead because I, I saw Shaun of the Dead first, and I saw Hot Fuzz in theater. Mm-hmm. It was really good, but. Can we talk about how I didn't like Baby Driver? Is this the fora for that? I no, mean, because well, I'll be upset. <laughs> hey, maybe this could Sorry. be our time for Aaron up for being yeah. upset. Oh no, this would be. I'm just. I really like being upset at Aaron for having bad movie opinions. <laughs> <laughs> it's, look, it's my favorite pastime. The the problem with I, I will tell you what. I, uh, let me tell you what my problem with it is. Like, okay. it's a well done movie. I love the, like the music. I love all the actors in it. <clears throat> it's like the the plot is good up until you realize that there's no stakes because they kill off the the big baddie like once and he comes back and you're like, oh, well, okay, you know, that happens. Fool me once. You know, that's a movie thing. And then they, you think he's dead again. And they're like, psych, not dead. It's like, okay, now I don't care because I know that there's nothing you can do. Like, like it, it made me just not care about the movie at all anymore because it, it felt like I was being manipulated. Like movies manipulate you. That's what they do. But they're supposed to like not, you're not supposed to notice it that much. <laughs> so 
that and also that the the female character the 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 romantic interest the with deborah is that her name mm, yep that's yeah. her name um like they didn't they didn't give her they didn't flush her out that well she didn't it didn't feel like she had that much agency or they didn't explain why what her motives were that well i thought that's all yeah i think they could have developed her character a little bit more um they spent a heck of a lot of time movie. not killing John Hamm. <laughs> or yeah. killing him, but not killing John Hamm. This might be a little late, but spoilers alert. <laughs> so, uh, spoilers. You, you all a, know how I feel about spoilers. I, I not my fault. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, What's the statute of limitations on spoilers? A month? Yeah, I feel like after a month or two... <sighs> Also, I, I don't really feel like this is like a spoiler-heavy movie. Anyway, but yeah. I also think that the movie is like ten times better. Like it's also it's already super super good, but it's like ten times better if you be, if you view it as a prequel to The Fault in Our Stars. Oh my god! <laughs> have you been on Tumblr or something? That's, yeah. like, that's like totally something you would have seen on Tumblr. <laughs> some, it really is. Oh my gosh! <laughs> my least favorite genre of literary criticism <laughs> criticism is Tumblr. <laughs> I just like going on Tumblr every once in a while. I don't. I haven't done it in a long time. But whenever people like um, share something about like Harry Potter fandom or something like that, I just like ask them like, "Hey, have you ever read any other books?" <laughs> and they love it they love it oh man they're your biggest fan <laughs> today today on twitter i saw a twitter thread an entire twitter thread that started with hey i don't know if you guys know this but the chronicles of narnia is really being slept on let me explain to you why it's so great and why you need to start paying attention to it and it was just like really Really, the one of the most famous children's series of all times. You, you like, you think it's being slept on? Like, you think not enough people know about it? Pretty sure yeah, that's like it's being like, um, have you guys heard of Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> <laughs> and then they started explaining themselves, and they were like, uh, if you pay close attention to the plot of the novels, you realize that it's a it's one massive Christian allegory. <laughs> and it's like literally everyone knows this. <laughs> Everyone it's knows like, oh, that Aslan is Jesus. We all we all know this. Was really cool in high school. <laughs> no, to be fair, it's not like uh, it's it's not heavy handed. You know, it's like pretty subtle. <laughs> like especially the parts where he accidentally calls him Jesus in yes. some chapters. It's like the least. It's like the the, the least well hidden. <laughs> allegory ever it's just so out there oh do you guys funny. notice that aslan dies to save everyone and then comes back to life later <sighs> i don't think anyone's done that before and in edgar original wright story movie. edgar wright is so good at making people like that interesting like in an edgar wright movie that girl would have been a manic pixie dream girl for someone oh yeah, that's I why i to... want edgar wright to direct my life movie he would Here's... find a manic pixie dream girl to fall in love with he has a much more important thing that just came into my mind. Edgar mm-hmm. Wright directs Chronicles of Narnia. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I said <Imagine> <laughs> Peg. Yes, please. <laughs> See, you guys, I feel like I'm I feel like I just like logged on to Tumblr. It's just <laughs> this is too much. Oh. Oh. <laughs> like that?
Next question. <laughs> hey, it's my turn. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, what fact do you know that is equal parts interesting and pointless? Well, let me tell you about aprons. So... <laughs> So we're at the pointless stage. Now let's hear the interesting stage. I'm actually really interested in hearing <laughs> what Aaron has to say about aprons. As you, as you may or may not know, um, <clears throat> I've spent a lot of time studying aprons. Um, I did not know that. That's <laughs> just what I do sometimes, just learn about aprons. <laughs> but the thing about aprons, this I love this fact. Okay. Aprons. Here's the thing about aprons. Here's the thing about aprons. Okay. (laughs) The word apron Mm. comes from the word napron. Okay. Oh my gosh. I know this fact that you're going to say it. (laughs) And the word napron (laughs) comes from an apron. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) It's amazing. Wait, where's where's my sound effect for that? (laughs) (laughs) That's my fact about aprons. Bow down. Oh, I, this is my this is one of my favorite facts in the whole world because right? it just goes to show you like how useless trying to be an arbiter of language is. <laughs> it's just like so futile. <laughs> like I remember I told someone this and they got so angry that they were like going <laughs> to prove that I was wrong. And I was like, trust me, it's that's what it is. And when they found out, they were so despondent. <laughs> They're like, no. oh, but that's I pretty good. That. I'm not gonna lie, that that it's, exceeded it's my totally expectations. Absurd. Oh, it's so great. Mm. It's just it's tasty to me. Like I don't have any have anything to add. I'm just extremely satisfied. <laughs> yeah, I'm full of those kinds of facts, which is why uh, going on a date with me is really fun. <laughs> it's it's hey, really hey. just a fountain of knowledge. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything more to say about that. I mean, I could regale you with regale you. Regale, regale comes from the word regale, which goes to the word regale. <laughs> singular for regale. I could tell you more about aprons, but um, you know, I don't want to make this podcast too amazing. I want you to tell me more about aprons. Actually, I don't know if our listeners do, but I want it. No, we'll 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 save it for the after show. <laughs> so Adam, what's your fact? I'm excited to learn about aprons. <laughs> My fact is that um young, you know, teenage or young adult women are the harbingers of language change. Literally, if um if like you know, the 15 to 20 year old women are all saying something mm-hmm. in 10 or 10 to 15 years, everybody will be saying that thing. How? I'm not joking. This is this is a true science fact. Like um, the vocative like started with that age range of women. How do they? And now everybody says it. I, I don't can... know. I don't know the. I don't know the process of influence, but they are the first ones to. I'll tell you the process. Things the process of influence is guys want to impress ladies. They need to sound like them. That's the process of influence. I don't need a PhD in English. Or and then all of a sudden they just they they just go. So like do you like want to go like out sometime? Yeah. Oh, anyway, I just want to know how they figured this out because you'd have you'd have to like you'd have to have recordings of people talking and that only goes back so far, you know what I mean? 
I, I would be interested in how they figured this out. Well, you've literally just described a linguist's job. <laughs> right, but I mean That's why that's an industry that's never going away, Aaron. <laughs> it's always changing. I don't want to sound one, like I'm doubting it. I'm just I'm actually out. saying I'm legitimately interested in learning how they figured that out. That's interesting to me. They're the same they're the same way they figured out the an apron thing. They they went through written and um, I mean, like going back far enough, they'll only have written texts. And going back even further, you don't have um, women learning how to write. Because yeah, that, the world that's is- what I was thinking. Um, <laughs> how would you find enough so samples from that? It's age more of a anyhow. more of like a like less than a hundred years discovery type of deal. Okay. You know, because uh, um, we have recording equipment and yeah. high literacy rates, things like that. So. Um, but, oh, another thing that also started among that age group of women is vocal fry, which is now almost ubiquitous among uh, most women in broadcasting and will likely just show up among everyone. Pretty I soon. really feel bad about how much I hate vocal fry. I really feel bad um, about it. As but someone I who doesn't really understand don't. what you're talking about, what is uh, vocal fry? Uh, <laughs> vocal fry is like... Uh, it's this artificial pitching down of the voice in order to sound more authoritative. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm, I have to give a speech in class and then suddenly I sound more authoritative. Yeah, but it, it sounds it sounds kind of like your vocal cords are tearing. Really? Because like, well, when when it, uh, women do it, it mostly happens in women speakers in broadcasting. So they they they'll it happens a lot on NPR. So just go listen to some NPR and you'll find it. Um, but it's like the opposite of uptalk. Uptalk also started in this group of like this age range. Uptalk is when you talk like this, like you're doing a question. Everything's a question. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is, well, here's which the... is great for us because we're supposed to question everything. <laughs> <laughs> Even I, the sentence. I, I, I just don't like vocal fry. Cause I don't, I don't like, I don't like the way it sounds like it has. Yeah. I've really, really questioned whether I'm just, misogynistic or like if it's some deep-seated thing and i'm like no because it doesn't like what they're saying doesn't bother me if it's it's not like i'm like i think of it as a woman thing it's just something about it sounds like you're you're like gurgling like like you're like (laughs) i I worry that you're gonna die like that's what i it triggers something in me i'm like are they okay are they are they their throat sounds too scratchy yeah, I just I don't have that visceral reaction to it. That's um, good be, because because I'm a better person than you are. <laughs> well, and you know what? Honestly, we're all gonna have to get used to it because yeah. of your fact. No, it's I. <laughs> well, Adam, I think you failed because that wasn't pointless. That's probably the most important thing I've learned today. Whoa! <laughs> Sorry, Whoa. Sorry, I didn't answer your question. And no, it's okay. I'll die. Brain or diarrhea? I really. I really <laughs> Yeah, that had to take a back seat. <laughs> you're just please, you're please saying that that one. You're saying that that one had diarrhea. to take had to be number two. <laughs> okay. Number two, fast and often. Um, <laughs> so my answer, yes, oh yes, is uh, <laughs> yeah. People are hopefully listening still. Um, so a fact that I find interesting, also pointless is that batteries 
when they are like empty, like they don't have any charge, they bounce. But if they're fully charged, they do not bounce. Uh-huh. Why? Explain this to me. Um, it's something about the, the the charge changes the chemical, like the acid in the battery. Like it changes like how elastic it is. Yeah, kind of. There's uh, there's some videos on YouTube. Maybe oh, we'll put links in the show notes. Let me find it really quick. But it's also um, batteries that don't have a charge are lighter than batteries that do. Okay, have I could have sworn that was a real thing. Yeah, I've always thought real. that. But like, for the last couple of years, I was like, I bet it. Like, I truly believed that I could tell if a battery was empty just by holding it. Yeah, I've always thought that too. Yes, this this battery is lighter. It is empty of power. Thi- I've I've always been fairly sensitive to the weight of things. Like I'll notice if something doesn't weigh what it should. Definitely and at, at work, it always happens. Like someone will give me some like a box, and I'll be like, "It's empty," and they're like, "No," and I open up like, "Oh!" Like it'll be a box for something that's fairly light. You know what I mean? But I, for, for whatever reason, I can tell, like, oh, this phone weighs more than, like, I, I realized once someone turned in a phone that was supposed to be an iPhone 5S, but it weighed more. And so I was like, I think this is a 5SE, and I, like, it was in, like, an OtterBox case that we give the staff people. And I tore it open, and it was it was a 5SE, and because it, it, it weighed more. And and my coworkers were like that. That's weird that you noticed that. <laughs> like <laughs> they looked up like what the difference was, and it's like so small. But wow, I would I would definitely read a comic book about someone with that superpower. <laughs> it's like the stupidest skill to have. <laughs> Does anybody need me to weigh points. anything? <laughs> I, can, I mean, I don't know what it weighs, but I can tell you relative to something else <laughs> what it should weigh. They pick up a bag of money and like, ah, oh, you shortchanged me again. <laughs> so, so I thought of this um, question and answer because earlier um, the batteries ran out of our thermostat for some reason and needed batteries. So, and I told my wife, I'm like, oh, you want to know something crazy? And I bounced one and then the other one didn't bounce. I'm like, hey, see, Whoa. see? And she's like, you're the, you're the weirdest person ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, I sent a link and if you guys want to look at it as a video and stuff. It's pretty cool. You're the weirdest person ever, and yet she chose you. Oh, and don't let her know there was other choices. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening, guys. I think that was a fun show. Remember, your ratings they fuel us, like like <sighs> batteries that don't bounce. So, so please rate and share the show wherever you listen to it. You can subscribe to receive new episodes the moment they're released by going to 3g3q.co slash subscribe. Probably. I don't know. It's been a while since I checked the website. We'll see. <laughs> a big thank you to our supporters on patreon.com. Sign up to get access to exclusive stuff like unreleased episodes, deleted scenes, haikus, and much more. Now, actually... There's going to be two episodes that we didn't release, and we're just going to throw them up on Patreon. So Lucky, yes. lucky people. I made that decision. Lucky this people. is me telling you guys that we're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that makes the most sense. So yeah, you get two whole episodes if you go there. There's a bunch of other stuff, too. Um, we'd also love That's to definitely hear definitely worth a buck or two. Yeah, yeah. You, you can get that all for just a buck a month. 
Um, we'd love to hear from you. So where can people get a hold of you? Um, I'm on Twitter at a underscore sav. Drop me a drop me a tweet. I'm also on Twitter at that Adam kid. Uh, drop me an at whenever you feel like it. <laughs> I'm uh, at Aaron L M Goodwin on Twitter. That's Aaron, and L is in lucha libre, and M is in melon baller. Goodwin. <laughs> I need to learn that alphabet, but I don't know how that works. I like halfway know it now because I work at a call center, so I kind of need to know it for work to. Because I mean, Good. N's and M's and stuff sound really similar, so it's like, oh, November or Mike. So, mm. well, <laughs> other than that, I, was, I guess <laughs> I could have used that for my pointless. Other than that, <laughs> I want you to remember. That you might just want to stay away from Brainerd, Minnesota. I also want you to remember that Edgar Wright is great, but he kind of has underdeveloped female characters. I would also like you to remember that... um... Bumbles bounce. (laughs) See, I've never done these just live to tape. So they get to enjoy it as well. They get to enjoy my. Oh wait, I don't even know what to say about this one. What should they remember? Um, remember that language is crazy, and it doesn't. Nothing really matters. Say whatever you want. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> There's no police for this. <laughs> uh, and I also want you to remember to question. Ev-